Okay. This is uh, Jeff McGrath with Three Laws Recon Investigations, and I got Jim Archer with Intuitive Research Group, both licensed private investigators in the state of Arizona, and we primarily work at vehicular crimes. And today's episode, we're going to discuss a pretty weird, bizarre case, I would say. So um, I haven't fully reviewed this, but we're going to go through it and uh, we're just going to brainstorm this. And then we may follow up with the second episode on our field work on this. But uh, in the meantime, let's get the, let's get the information out there. Let's do it. Okay. We got a case. It's in another county outside of the one we're in. Um, And I believe this is on the reservation, if I'm not correct. Okay. The charges are, and I'll list them in order, and this is a, yeah, this is from a um, Indian Tribe Police Department, their case report. They have, charge one is murder, second degree, manifesting extreme indifference to human life. Charge two, aggravated assault, serious physical injury. Charge three, assault, intentionally or recklessly causing physical injury. Count four, aggravated assault, entering private home of another with intent to commit assault. Charge five, child or vulnerable adult abuse, likely to produce death or serious physical injury, reckless endangerment. Uh, And charge six is endangerment. So this, this, this person is stacked up on charges. And then from the sounds of it, it sounds like we have... Murder in the second degree, the manifest, uh, manifesting extreme indifference to human life, and aggravated assault, and the assault, the first three charges, are possibly from the crash. Okay, so there was a vehicle involved. There was a vehicle involved, yes, I'm sorry. There, this is a second degree murder uh, with a vehicle. Okay. So, the, I'm saying the first three charges appear to be from the crash itself. Okay. And then there's additional charges. It looks like we're going to have a second scene. Like uh, the one where uh, entering a private home. Exactly. That's so right. you trip me up because it's mentioned <laughs> vehicles, and then you had entering a home. So I was like, right. It kind of okay. bounces around. Yeah. So so let's get into it. I'm trying to find. Uh, wow. Hang on a second. There's additional charges here. I missed additional offenses. We got. What, what did we leave off of? Charge six for um, endangerment. Right. Charge seven. Assault if the person is 18 or older and commits the assault on a child of 15 or under. So it's telling me an adult assaulted somebody under the age of 15. In some way, shape, or form. In some way, shape, or form. There's DUI aggravated, which is felony DUI. And this is a DUI with a passenger in the vehicle under the age of 15 years. Sounds like those two are linked. I'm thinking all this is linked. Okay. And then there's a second aggravated DUI with a passenger under 15 years of age. So there's t- tells me there's two children that were in the vehicle. Uh, standard DUI, drug vapor combination thereof. And then there's a DUI with a blood alcohol concentration of 0.08 or higher. These are all the charges. So this guy's got 11 charges. This sounds like a pretty bad day. Yeah. Uh, and as we get into the further... I'm trying to find the actual report that explains what happened here, and I can't seem to find it, but I will read the indictment 
<clears throat> obviously leaving names and places out. So, the grand jurors of said county accuse, uh, we're going to call him the defendant. We're going to call him the defendant or driver one. Um, count one, second degree murder. Count two, aggravated assault. This is from the uh, actual indictment. Count three, aggravated assault. Count four, child abuse. Count five, endangerment. Count six, ag assault. Again, on a minor. Count seven, ag assault on a minor. Count eight, ag driving, ag DUI, felony DUI, and uh, because you have a minor in the vehicle. And that is the indictment. Why are we not? I have everything I'm looking here and looking at. Is there a synopsis on the report? That's what I'm trying to find. Maybe this is it. Okay, this is the vehicular crimes unit of said uh, agency. Did. Uh, their total station, which is their what is basically land survey equipment. You put a total station out and it's on a tripod, it's got a robotic head unit on it that, that's a laser. And then you have a second person, uh, we call them the pole ditch. It's usually the one that pulls the pole. And the pole's got an optic on it. And uh, what it does is that laser from the total station hits that pole when you put the point of it on evidence, uh, whether it be the start of a skid mark, uh, the end of a skid mark, lane lines, we break down everything. Uh, and you, and you, label into a PDA, handheld PDA, of what, what it is you're capturing. So it's evidence number one, you'll say what it is. Could be brain matter. What marks the location? If the location and elevation, because it knows the height of the pole and where the tip of that is. Okay. So in theory, you could use it to, to get the damage profile of a vehicle, which my, my former sergeant did this once, and he got his ass handed to him in court, by the way. But he thought, well, we have a damage profile of the vehicle. Why don't I just put this on the points of where the damage is and trace it around? And it gave us a great diagram of the damage. But um, I guess he got into court and they, they asked him some questions uh, that he couldn't answer. So he kind of ditched that idea. But if you if you know what you're doing, you can, you can do that. But in this case, so they use it for the scene. Uh, and I have... Let me scroll through. I have, you can see right here, I have a diagram, okay? What this looks like, this is a just a 2D uh, simple diagram. It doesn't have any lettering or anything on it. It's just, it shows what appears to be a roadway, a small roadway, and we're gonna call that roadway going east, east-west down type of roadway. Okay. Then it looks like it cuts off. That's a terrible diagram. It's a horrible diagram. This is from their total station. But it cuts off and then the road goes from asphalt to dirt. Prior to Anna hitting a T intersection, so at the end you can go north or south. Uh, then it's got on here on this diagram, it shows the, looks like tire marks, skid marks of some sort, and it's in the dirt. And it goes beyond the T on the other side of the roadway, off the asphalt. And then it shows the vehicle in what looks like maybe a ravine or something to that effect. Upside down. A ditch. A ditch, something, a canal. So vehicles there at rest upside down. That's that's the diagram given. And as we go through, they clean it up a little bit. Now you can kind of see more more evidence. Yeah. Um, when we get to actually, bear with me. I don't know why I don't have a synopsis or that's uh, just blow up blown up. At, uh, Sometimes they got a dip form in those files that's, that we received. That's the end of that page. This is bizarre. I got photos, interview, interview, photos, photos. 
this is I don't have a, an actual report. Sometimes it's buried like within the. Uh, Let's take a look. Third one to, from the bottom. I have it there. This one here. No, from the bottom. Oh, up here. Yeah. States additional disclosure. Yep. I, I looked at that. That they is. Did? Okay. Yeah. And this shows, this is pursuant to Rule 15, which is the court procedures. All right, here's a brief narrative, and I'm going to read this. It says, all right, so it's an older case. So we're going to say it was on June 22nd of 2017 at approximately 1020 hours, so 1020 a.m. Uh, the total station diagrams for this agency assist was found in a uh, deputy's office, along with diagram as it was a photo disc uh, of the collision. Diagram was sent for filing of the photo. Okay, that's not helping me. So they pick up the report. Looks like it was taken originally by a county deputy. Okay, so and it turned out it was actually on the reservation. So mm -hmm. now the, the tribal police have to pick it up because. Uh, city state and county uh agencies don't have jurisdiction on the on federal land sure it's so they have to have their own agency investigated which in this case they did um, and again i have the diagrams blown up blown up i don't have an actual this is frustrating why can't they just give me a report <laughs> There we go. What's this? Okay, call takers comments. Oh, this is uh, the 911 call. Okay, so this is call taker dispatcher receives a call requesting a rescue basket to the above location, reference possible three subjects in the canal. Okay, please see original call comments as follows. Original call came in at 0445. Reporting party advises that there is a vehicle accident at the above location. Call given to like Tribal, Tribal Police Department. Yeah. Uh, it's got some names. Tribal Police Department called back and asked if we had gotten the number, and we hadn't, uh, we have not, as reporting party stated. She did not know her number. We were unable to obtain a number as the original call came in on a regular line. Tribal Police advised, the reporting party told them it was at, we'll call it uh, Road A and Avenue 1, uh, and they were having trouble finding it. So it sounds like this vehicle is, is down in the canal and the original police uh, dispatch couldn't pinpoint the location. So we got officers kind of circulating the area looking for this crash. Okay. Uh, they couldn't call the person back because the person didn't have a phone or didn't know their phone number. They called in and they called on a general line, which doesn't give you caller ID. So kind of like if they were to call from a pay phone. Yeah, if they were just called a non-emergency number. Right of a police department. It doesn't come up with you, who you are in your call, right? You call 911, it does that, and it also geolocates you with GPS tracking, so you find it there. This person uh, didn't do that. So now we've got, we got cops wandering the area and uh, looks like on the border between uh, reservation and county land, and they're trying to look for three subjects in a canal with a vehicle. And that, that, that takes kind of there's some ex exigent circumstances in that because if they're in the canal, we got to get to them quick. Right. So now they're scrambling looking. But does any... They said in the very beginning that they need a, a basket? Yeah, they said they uh, requested a rescue basket to the above location. Reference 
possible three subjects in the canal. Okay, so so they know they have three subjects in the canal, and they're asking for a basket, which you're going to use to bring somebody up from the embankment of the canal. Right. But uh, fire department should have been on this too. Yeah, and I don't see any reference to a fire department. But the notes go on. It says uh, the call came in from a regular line, but they received a call from from a reporting party and a given name advising there are one to two vehicles in the canal with possibly three bodies. The units on scene are trying to pull them out of the water with great difficulty, stating she feels there needs to be a helicopter sent there. And uh, this is tough to read. Fire, okay, so they're requesting fire and tribal units on scene with her at this time. To the tribal police request if they need our assistance. So it sounds like the tribal, tribal police is saying, Do you guys need our help? But the caller makes it sound like tribal police is down there trying to get somebody out of the water. This is confusing. It is very confusing because you got police that are already technically on the scene. Yes. And trying to help people out. Right. And a third caller is giving this information, and that's what they put into the report. Yep. That's right. And that, why, why I can't. Why don't I don't have a report? This is beyond me. But um, so, well, we'll keep reading here. So it says uh, TPD is is asking if they need our assistance. Now it says last she heard was one adult and two juveniles from the original reporting party. That the driver is still outstanding. Officer came over radio and stated 10:22 on the assist. They had one juvenile extracted from the vehicle and was working on getting the last subject out. Now, all agencies, we all have 10 codes. Um, We didn't use a 1022 code at our agency, so I don't know what they're, I don't know if that's canceling the assist or asking for it. asking for it. It's gonna be one or the other. Um, It's probably requesting assist. Uh, So then it says at 0541 hours, at 0543 hours, uh, one of their units advised he's en route to the station. I, I don't understand this. Now, he, well, he goes back to the station because he's going to get the, the survey equipment, the total station, to diagram this. So, usually you don't pull that out till you've got everybody treated, saved lives you need to save. Now, if you do have a deceased on scene and it's an obvious deceased and the fire calls in, the physician says, this person is not breathing, they haven't been breathing this long, they're blue, whatever it may be. We've attempted all, everything. The doctor will pronounce over the phone. Right. And so you'll just leave the body there and that becomes part of your investigation. Part of its evidence. Yeah. So they it sounds like they've gone from search to rescue to investigation. To investigation, correct. Okay, that's that's what I'm getting out of this. <clears throat> and then Okay, he also advised one confirmed 901 Henry, and now to us, that's a deceased person. person. So one patient was in the ambulance and the driver driver fled the scene. Um, This unit advised total station batteries are down and they're not sure what needs to be uploaded. So they're having problems trying to get this equipment out there. And this is a shitstorm. This is a typical monkey fuck going on. Um, and, and I've been there. I understand it. We're going to run and pick something up and you're like, shit, it's not, it, you didn't charge it the night before. Or we've all been there. We've all been there. So that's what this is. This is a monkey fuck. And they're trying to get it all squared away. Uh, so 
yeah, and at the end of this, at the end of these call notes, it basically says that they're requesting the total station to come out. So now they've gone to investigation again. That's the end of that document. So I guess all we can do here is we can start going through photos and we can describe this case based on photos since I don't have a report. In the meantime, I will email the attorney and say, I don't have everything. Because in order for us to do a case review, we have to have the reports, the supplements, and everything. Right. And that's typical as standard operating procedure. Uh, but in this case, they sent me what they thought was everything, and there's probably reports and supplements laying around somewhere that I didn't get. Mm. So we'll start this at um, photos one of five. So it looks like we have five folders. And if I open one, one of five, it gives me another folder. One of five total. Okay. In that folder, I have 28 images. Let's start looking at these. Bear with me. Ooh. Boom. There we go. We have a red truck, four-door truck, in a canal, in water. And in this photo, I see there's extensive damage to the roof line. This thing rolled over on its top and crushed the roof in. So is this before they flipped it back over? Or is this... this looks like after they flipped it. But they have this labeled as photos one of five. So that seems backward to me. I would get the photos of the vehicle in its resting position. I kind of would have assumed before the photo popped up there that the truck would have been completely upside down. That's what I expect. The water, based on their total station diagram, that's what it would show. Yeah. Okay. So, but let's let's just analyze these. Damn, that so, roof is crushed. Yeah, the water line only goes up to about the hub of the vehicle, but that roof is crushed. Uh, on this side embankment, it looks like a really steep canal embankment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on the side. I have, look at this. This is a wheelchair wheel. And then to the left of it, you look, it looks like they have, you get water or wet mud, like where somebody crawled up. Correct. And so that's on the opposite side of the bank. And it looks like somebody trying to get out of the, or did get out of the water. There. And she got to the photo. Wet. There's some pink thing here. I can't determine what that is. But this all looks like parts of a wheelchair. And so as we go through, Another close-up of the vehicle, now different, kind of a different angle. Uh, looks like the driver's door is, is popped open, but it's not enough to get a person out. Windows look like they're blown out or down. Uh, again, that roof line is crushed significantly. If anybody was sitting in that passenger seat, they are what we would call BRT, mm -hmm. dead right there. Um, another angle shows the truck. Now, we got a picture of a of a, a, po a road sign. It Very looks like it's... Yeah, it's it's just centered in the middle of the image is this singular barricade sign. Yeah, it's reflective. a diamond-shaped sign, and it's reflective with like uh, yellowish orange reflective blocks on it, uh, indicating to, uh, that's the end of the roadway. That's what I'm assuming. And I'm supposed to realize that as a drunk driver, that that's you can't go any further beyond that. Yeah, There's because no if you look behind it, you have shrub and you have a an embankment, a dirt embankment that goes up, and I'm assuming that's the embankment into the canal. So it goes from road, and then you hit an embankment, and that it goes up six feet Upward so. embankment, yeah, about six or eight feet, and then there's a flat top where it would be, I guess, the canal bank, Yeah. and then it's gonna drop down into the canal right on the other side. Oh, I can see a Dukes of Hazard. That jump. is exactly what that is. As you, <laughs> as you, as you hit that, wee-haw, you know? Diddle-dum-dum-dum. So, 
so there's a sign, but it doesn't say. What you usually see in a T intersection, you'll see a sign that shows a T, and it's a caution sign, mm-hmm. so you know as you're approaching it. All this tells me is that there's something reflective there saying, "Don't hit that." Yeah. Yeah. Look out. Now, whatever you do, try to put myself in in a driver's position um, situation. Oh, that. Yeah, and we obviously know he's impaired because they charge him with the impairment. That's a different angle of the same sign, and there's nothing else as a barricade. Is that the same sign? That's a different one. That one's red. Well, it you know flash. Yeah, it's still going to be a reflective sign that shows that's the, the embankment going into the canal. You don't want to go beyond that. Yeah. Because this one had something. Oh, that's a pole behind it. I see. It's a light pole. That might be the same sign. Yeah, it's it just the same reflects one. different colors. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> now we got close-up images of yes, confirmed wheelchair parts uh, down in the embankment, stuff above the water line. Uh, we have movement of dirt here it shows looks like somebody came out back at that point uh let's get to the meat of this um, sometimes we have photographers that go out and take these pictures for for us in, in our investigation and they don't know what to take pictures of so they just take pictures of everything right uh, this looks like one of the cases now they got some good shots of the truck but they're getting all these pictures are after the fact i want to see pictures in its original rest position okay there's a photograph looking inside the truck and it's got a PVC tube. Well, yeah, there's also one that looks like it's like a PVC T. You see on that? On the brake pedal. Uh, yeah, it looks like there, there's PVC on the brake pedal. What in the hell is that going to be for? Uh, as we learn more, there's that PVC tube, that T, uh, attached wire oh, yeah, to the yeah. brake pedal. Check that out. It's like zip tied to it. It is. It's zip tied onto the brake pedal. That's weird. Uh, and it's an empty T. It doesn't have the inserts of the actual tube going into it. So it looks like somebody's manipulating the brake of this truck with the PVC. <laughs> okay, this is going to be bizarre. Now, we go through. We got shots of the wheels. The vehicle's out. Now I have a minor child in a hospital bed. So now we're moved out of the hospital. Uh, Poor kid. Female, minor. Yeah. And she's got abrasions to the right side of her just above her eyebrow and the right cheekbone. It's like she's got some injuries to her, but she's alive. And now we have some markings in the roadway. And we see a double yellow line and natural, you know, not natural, but typical asphalt. And we see a white arcing mark going through there. That that tells me it's possibly a rim that's skidding. Yeah. Because the tire is going to leave a black mark. When you see a white mark like that, it's typically a drag or a rim or something. Something like that. And That's just kind of weird how this shows up in the middle. And it's not yeah. showing us any correlation to this roadway. Which way are we looking? Yeah, and there's no photo placard to say, hey, there's a break there's here. Nothing. So we have to guess. What is it? Oh, look, it comes out of a personal driveway onto the roadway. It doesn't go into the roadway because there's no car there. Again, we see the same mark now on the cement driveway yeah. that we just referenced. Uh, there's a green pool in the front. Green Papa, our above ground uh, pool, it's about a quarter full, and this green's probably. Do you know where he got his PVC from? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's the last image of that. So let's go now to. Oh, that was a series. There's a bunch of photos here. No, I think that's just a series you just looked at. You think that's all those? Yeah. Okay, so now exactly. let's go back. That's one of five. Let's go to two of five. Let's see what kind of order they have. 
<clears throat> I think what they mean by one of five, two of five is folders. Folder, folder numbers. I agree. So now we're in two of five, starting with image one. And it's uh, an adult male laying in the hospital bed. Uh, he's not deceased. He is alive. He's got uh, everything in the hospital hooked up to him. IV lines, all that. He's laying there with his head up, or his hand up in his head. He's either asleep or he's not wanting to cooperate. Now we have a roadway and we show a sign, a speed limit sign, speed limit 25. So now we know this roadway is a 25 mile an hour roadway. And it's single lane either way. So we're going to call this the east-west road. Okay. Uh, it's just a single lane with dirt shoulder on each side. So we're talking 10 to 12 feet lane width, uh, speed limit 25 miles an hour. And on the sides of that, looks like we got farmland, a lot of dirt, horse properties, and there's really nothing in this area. Same thing. Now, we're, we're looking pavement. down this road. Where the it says pavement ends, but it doesn't say anything about dead end. Correct. And I can't see, I can see that sign at the end there. Yeah. Where the T is, but barely in this photograph. Yeah. I can see the sign on the right, the, the, the yellow caution diamond sign that says pavement end, and below that it says 500 feet. So that's telling me if you're traveling that way at 25 miles an hour, you have 500 feet left of asphalt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You don't even know if it's a dead end, like I said, because is it, does the road tee off north and south, or is it like a dead end? Yeah, it doesn't. Usually you would see a sign showing that. Uh, it doesn't. It just says pavement ends. <clears throat> so information-wise, it doesn't tell me much, uh, other than I know I'm supposed to be doing 25 on that road. Mm-hmm. And that gives me 500 feet gives me plenty of room to make a decision to stop or whatever. And normally when you see that, when you see a sign that says pavement ends, you're going to assume that the road continues. Just I would cautious at the, you know, the it, pavement ends. In, in our experience, that's what we would see. Yes, mm-hmm. the pavement would end and it turns into a dirt road. That's weird. But it should show a T-intersection, and it doesn't. Uh, again, it's, these are photos of the road as the photographer is walking towards the end of the T. And now we can see here, the pavement does end. And you can go left or right, but it's dirt. If you go straight, you've got that sign, that diamond sign in front of you. And there's no other sign at all or barrier. And, and if you've you got a road like that, you want that double-headed arrow to show other directions. Yeah, now imagine too, in, in none of these photos are there above, are there street lights above. True. To illuminate. Right. So if this is in the dark, you can't see that canal at the end. No. There's usually, in our experience, a big giant yellow sign that just shows the T, you know, either way, but you can't go through. I'm also expecting to see, you know, one of those wooden barriers that's painted white with a red crisscross. Right. Or, or some type of a, a, a vehicle barrier at the end of that. There's nothing. It looks like you, I could drive straight. I could do because I hazard that. Sure. Easily in the dark. Uh, that's problematic. And again, these photos continue. <clears throat> Shows the pavement edge to dirt. It's kind of a, it's about a two inch drop off. Rough edge. Rough edge. And then it is just dirt and canal bank. Uh, as we go through. Now, if you look at this, the canal bank doesn't rise up here in this photo. It looks like it just drops straight off. Yeah, it looks like it just falls off. So you can keep going. Let's say you hit the dirt now and you're doing 50. You hit your brakes, you're just going to slide right into that canal. So that initial photo that I thought was a rise, a rising embankment yeah. is actually behind or on the, it's on the opposite, opposite side. side. Yeah. 
of the canal. So the canal just right up there at the road, it just drops into the canal. Yep, that's exactly what it does. That's that's uh, that's a little. I'm surprised that you know this hasn't happened more. Oh yeah. We have some evidence marked in the roadway. Looks like dirt uh, tire marks, scuffing, uh, different types of tire marks that show. Looks like a vehicle went straight into the canal, just like we would expect to see. Uh, they painted some of these areas so we can identify them. Obviously, if we go out there now, because this happened in 2017, it's not going to look anything like this. Yeah, I wonder how much has changed. Yeah, it, it, exactly. How much it's actually changed because they've changed the landscape. But not to mention all the rains and other traffic going through there. We're not going to find those tire marks again. Oh, absolutely So not. we only have these photos to rely on there. And the photographer, I'll give him credit, they took a lot of photos. It's like washing the scene with photos. If you don't know what to take, take everything. They get everything. And this guy did. He got everything. Uh, even there's, look, looks like there's some PVC pipe here. What the hell? Buried in the dirt. Um, so... <laughs> We have this. Is, this looks like could be a recovery drag mark. We yeah. Pull it out. Yeah, they probably fell out because they don't really depict where that thing is. No, they're a reference. They're not showing us anything. Now I'm looking down the edge into the canal into the water, and it's about I would say if I were standing out there, it'd probably be knee to, to waist high where I'm looking at. Do they ever, or do they have any photos showing a measurement from the? top of the where the roadway is down to the bottom where the water starts. Yeah, I don't have any measurements in this. And usually with the total station diagram, I will also get a separate sheet of their measurements. So I can go back out there and recreate it if I need to. Okay. They did not include that in there as well. So we know we don't have reports, we don't have supplements, and I don't have a measurement data, data sheet. Yeah, we need to go out there and take more photos and do that kind of measurement. Because we did the same thing with the Robinson case. Yes, exactly. We measured it, not only the depth of it, but the angle of approach. Now, I had another case in another county, uh, north part of the state, that was all took place on dirt roads like this. And, of course, it was two and a half years old by the time I got it. But I went out there with the drone and I had to measure the dirt roads themselves and, and try to overlay the pictures I had taken from the scene the night of two and a half years before onto where I was standing mm -hmm. so I could physically see what was going on. Uh, that one ultimately I went to trial, I testified on it, and we got an acquittal of our client's second degree murder. Uh, he was acquitted uh, and let out of jail that day after two and a half years. Nope. Right? Yeah. But so we can do it. We can take the photos and we go there and we stand there and we just recreate it. And we're going to have to do that with this one. So. More we'll photos. Go back, Let's go back. Go back. I missed okay. something here. Look at that. Look at this PVC tube pipe. It's got a T end and it's got a 90 degree elbow on the other end. Yeah. And I would say, what well, what would you guess? That's about four feet long or so? Um, two, two, three feet maybe. Yeah. Okay. So that could be the end he has going to the brake pedal. So what are you telling me here with these, these <laughs> PVC pipes? What I'm telling you is we have a vehicle that's being manipulated by PVC. At least the brake is. So, do we have a person with one leg, and he's, he's doing this, or no legs? I don't know. But we know that we know the driver fled the scene, and there's wheelchair parts. <laughs> so we got wheelchair parts, and a driver who may be an amputee who's manipulating the, the control of the vehicle with, with PVC, with homemade PVC. <laughs> yes. Instead of having the vehicle altered with hand controls, the the person made their own. Mm. It's kind of scary. Uh, more dirt road pictures. It's kind of, yeah. 
you can see why the accident happened. I, mean, I can see it now, yeah, especially if you're using PVC tubing to control your vehicle and your DUI and your DUI, and you're not doing 25. I mean, this is this is a recipe for disaster. This is absolutely a recipe for disaster, and this is this is this is insane. So that's two of five, three of five. I wish they took pictures when they got there, not of. Not of after the fact. It says now the windows can't open this. Why not? There we go. Alright, I got a fire truck. I got on the dirt road on the canal bank edge that we've been talking about. So this is this looks like just previous to the other pictures we're looking at. So these pictures are going backwards. Mm -hmm. We got uh typical we have a yellow uh what do we call those blankets? Uh emergency blankets. Emergency blankets. They usually <clears throat> you keep them in the trunk of your car. Um, they got that. It's got a, there's a hump underneath it. I'm assuming it's a body. Yeah, I'm going to say it's a body. So we got a detective standing on the side, fire back of a fire truck. And as we get closer, it's on focusing picture. on the yellow blanket. Yep. And I can see a handle coming out of it. So they got somebody onto a basket or a backboard. stretcher. Yeah, backboard. So this person was probably extricated from the canal and pronounced deceased at the scene. Huh. I see the truck in the water with its, uh, on, on its wheels. It's not upside down. I, I, my understanding from reading this was the truck was upside down originally. I kind of got that impression too. It definitely rolled because of the roof right. damage. Uh, again, focusing on the body, the truck. I'm trying to learn this as we go. Another angle of the truck. I mean, they got a lot of photos. Oh, there we go. Now we have a deceased male, it looks like. I, I actually I can't tell, male or female. Um, they it looks like they pulled the blanket off. Their face is caked with mud. Yeah, foaming at the mouth. Foaming and nose. at the mouth and nose. And it's got uh, the uh, lead. fire department leads attached or adhesive to the chest. And this person is deceased. And I would say that's a minor child. Mm -hmm. That's sad. Yeah. As we go on, yeah. a, fo uh, a focus. Now that's female. So we have a minor child that's a female. Same one on the, on the stretcher. Take strapped to the stretcher. They used to extricate, and this is deceased. This person's deceased. Mm -hmm. Same one. So we know we have one deceased. Too bad. It is. It's, it's very sad. Um, looks like with all that cake, mud caked on, it looks like they were probably drowned. Well, the foaming at the mouth of those it tells me it would be a drowning. Drowning? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you have a homicide background, mine's vehicular, so you'd say foaming at the mouth shows this, this subject's more than likely drowned. Mm -hmm. So it was pinned in that vehicle at some point yeah. in the water, whether unconscious or pinned. more of the, the emergency blanket. Okay, here's a, they're pulling the truck out by its rear. Those were drag marks, the recovery marks that we did see yeah. in the earlier photos. So these, these kind of go backwards too. And we're at the last one. So let's go to four of five. We're almost there. Huh. And we're, we're doing this by 
Well, those are your audio. These are audio files. What is this one saying? Interview. Okay, this is an interview with victim two. Well, let's hold off of those. Yeah, I don't want to play that until I, um, until we've had a chance to review it. Yeah. Because we need to redact any information, especially if we're dealing with minor children. Right. Uh, so 405 is interview. And 505 is interview of, it says, suspect. So that's all the documentation we have on this case. I am wondering why they didn't give me more. So we need to learn where's the second scene? Where's the assault taking place in the house? Uh, we only saw one deceased, and it looks like the person was charged uh, second degree manslaughter. And then we know there's other victims because there's two, three, four other assault charges. Yes, a lot of information that's not there and it's wide open. So we'll. Uh, We'll request the information and we'll continue this uh, podcast. And uh, we'd encourage any questions or anything and go to our YouTube uh, channel, Skid Marks. Yep. And check us out. Sounds good.